Welcome to our community. This is Saratoba Best. Today is Gimel Tamos. It's a very confusing day because it means so many different things to so many different people. And maybe, the question is, why is it confusing? Maybe it's not just confusing because a lot of different opinions. Maybe it's confusing because there are so many conflicting energies going on all at the same time from above. The Ruchnias, not just the Gashmias, but, not, but the Ruchnias, maybe there are many, many merging energies in this day. So that by definition, when we look at something that has lots of complex energies all blending or not seeming to blend together very well, we get confused. What does that mean, not seeming to blend together very well? Um, think of a pot of soup. Think, think of, think of, um, uh, you know, a crock pot full of tones. You know, you put in the different ingredients, and um, number one, somebody who has never cooked and has never seen tones before will really be perplexed. You know, you're putting in these beans, but this, it just, these things seem to be things that just don't fit together. What are you going to do with that whole thing? And they would never in their wildest dreams, if they'd never experienced tones in their life, they would never in their wildest dreams imagine what it's going to come out as. Because you just can't picture it. All the different ingredients coming together, they don't belong in one pot, it seems. And yet when it's all, when it's all done, they more than belong in one pot. It's something brand new. Okay, so let's talk for a minute about Gimel Tamas. So Gimel Tamas in the sun. There, there are three things we could focus on. We could focus on the Nasi Hadar, about Gimel Tamas. Where is he? What's the situation? Or we could focus on ourselves for Gimel Tamos, where are we, what's our situation, or we could focus on the laws of nature, the constellation, the sun, the moon, and the stars. So let's use just a piece of each, <clears throat> because we know that what happened on the original Gimel Tamos in the time of Yeshua is that he stopped the sun. What was the context? Here we were, we had spent a couple of hundred years in slavery in Egypt and Mitzrayim, 40 years in the Midbar, now unenslaved, first enslaved for 200 years, then, then living a miraculous life, not dealing with nature for 40 years. And now here we were going into the land of Israel, beginning to build what's called the Dir Batachtani, bringing all of that, the, that miraculous way of being from the Midbar and the laws of nature that we knew from, the, from before, and bringing it all together into a real and into a lifestyle, an everyday lifestyle, so to speak, in Eretz Israel. And in the and and of course, there are many more pieces to the puzzle which we won't go into. Whose land was it really? It was really ours, but we had to conquer it and settle it for lots of reasons, not just physical reasons. And in the midst of this, the enemy was winning. Yeshua knew that we needed to win this war, all of history would depend on it. All of, all of everything that goes on depends on us acquiring, acquiring Eretz Yisrael. And so he held up his hands and he said, Shemesh Begivandan, he stopped the sun. So there are opinions that say he stopped the sun in order that there should be more daylight to win the war. True. But it seems like an awfully, um, a, kind of a big overkill. 
in order to win a war, there are lots and lots and lots of ways that somebody could win a war, that we could win a war. Hashem could make the, the, the enemy very afraid. There could be a big noise. They could see visions of angels. They could, as they did during the Six-Day War, the enemy saw visions of armies of angels, and so they ran. There are lots and lots and lots of ways that Hashem has made miracles that the that we won and the enemies lost without having to stop the whole sun. So, so the question is, and the Lubavitcher brings the Lubavitcher Rebbe brings this out. Question: Did the sun just stop and all the constellations kept going, or did all of the constellations, all of the solar system stop? And his conclusion is that all of the solar system stopped. Because if the sun had just stopped, then that would have been breaking nature. If the constellations, if everything stops, then it's sort of like the way I'm understanding it, and this is my thought, pulling the plug on nature. Temporarily, it stopped all of the constellations. The flow of life to the world comes down through via the sun and the moon and the stars. So stopping that whole system means you stop the flow down to the world. In fact, he also had, he had to stop the flow to the nations of the world. And you stop that whole flow of nature. Question is why? Why stop it? Why stop nature at that point? Pull the plug on nature. Again, there was also that that idea that since the the nations of the world made a mistake at the beginning of history and they saw that the flow comes, the divine flow comes through the sun and the moon, so they started bowing to the sun and the moon. That was their error. So he needed to stop the flow to them, and then we would we we would be able to win the war. Okay. But I'm going to focus on this piece, this other point, pulling the plug on nature. Why would Yeshua pull the plug on nature? Have you ever had a laptop that didn't have a battery pack, it had no backup, and when the plug pulls out of the, the wall, you lose all your data. Everything's gone, simply because the plug came out. There's no backup system. What if when Yahushua pulled the plug out on nature, again, he stopped all of the constellations through which the flow to nature goes goes down to through trying to get this way. The flow of nature goes through the sun, the moon, and the stars from Hashem, and he pulled that out, he stopped it temporarily. Obviously, he would replug the plug later on when we won the war or something. Of course, nature, if you've noticed, there is a natural world running. So he pulled it out, stopped, and then plugged it in later. Did he plug it in and the world, the same old world started up again? Can't be. Remember, if you don't have a backup system, then... What you have now is a new world, a new, you have, it's a new computer. So clearly when Yahshua replugged, restarted the solar system, the sun and the moon and the stars were now, they went back to moving. 
and whatever they accomplish through 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 their movement, running, you know, letting the flow of divine flow come down into the world. It was now a new nature. Upgraded nature. You know how you upgrade grade your phone all the time? This was an upgraded nature. Now, what was wrong with the old nature? Okay, so let's look at it. The old nature, the laws of nature, didn't work for us very well anymore. And how do you know? We became enslaved. We were slaves to, in Eretz Mitzrayim, the land of Mitzrayim, the land of limitations. Limitations of what? The limitations of nature. The land of Mitzrayim, Eretz Mitzrayim, was the place where they worshipped the laws of nature. In Eretz Yisrael, we worshipped, so to speak, Hashem. We knew we need rain, we need food. We look up to Shemayim, we ask Hashem to send us food. We're aware that the food comes and the sustenance and the life force comes from Hashem. Rain comes from Hashem. You look up and ask for rain. And the rain waters the earth and the earth produces food and you eat the food and you live. We're aware through Eretz Yisrael that Hashem sends us our sustenance and our life. We look up to him. They weren't aware of that in, in Eretz Mitzrayim, in Egypt. It just happened automatically. The Nile River would swell and overflow and water the land, and it was extremely fertile. They were very, so they had a lot of food, sold a lot of food, made a lot of money, lived a very wealthy lifestyle, had what they needed, a lot. And as far as they thought, it all came from the laws of nature. And we became enslaved. We became slaves to that kind of a place where they worship the laws of nature. They think nature did it. We became their slaves. So then we can conclude that that kind of nature where it's possible to become a slave to the laws of nature, the limitations of the laws of nature, that one is no longer working for us very well. So there are two things we can do when we become slaves to such a system. The philosophy of Egypt, of Eretz Mitzrayim, was a very bad philosophy. The worst. And that's why it was such a depraved country. Because they thought that the laws of nature run the world. And all the corruption and all the ugliness that came came as a result of that. And we were slaves to that. So either we need to get out of that place fast, which we did. But what if there were a possibility for the, the Nasi Hadar... Yeshua, to reboot nature. Not only get us out of there, but how about unplug the plug on that nature and it's done, it's over, it's finished. Then when you plug in the plug on nature, it doesn't have the power perhaps to enslave us like it did before. Because it's a higher level nature. You know, everybody knows when things are not working on your phone and you're wondering what's going wrong and you call the company and they tell you you haven't upgraded your system 
in a year, and if you don't upgrade, even if you're doing a Zoom call, and somehow it's, it's clicking on and off, and it's not always working, and then you speak to someone and they say, well, you need the latest version of Zoom. You need an upgrade in your system. The old Zoom won't work anymore. It might work a little bit, but it's not going to work very well for you. So we can postulate that the old type of nature, which enslaved us, doesn't work for us anymore. If we could become slaves to that, we, the Jewish people, we, the Yidden who looked up in Eretz Yisrael and looked up to Hashem, and we knew that everything comes from Hashem, we, 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 we could actually become enslaved to a philosophy that's the opposite of the truth, that the laws of nature run the world? Are you serious? How did that happen? But it did. So we don't only, not only we need an upgrade or just get out of there fast. What if the laws of nature, what if the whole system of nature could be upgraded so that we are not so prone to become enslaved by it? That would be interesting. That would be helpful. And then the question is, is that what Yehoshua accomplished and meant to accomplish among all the other things? by stopping the sun and the moon and the stars. Again, I don't want to add too much information, but, of course, he stopped the, 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 the sun, and especially the sun, it, it has tremendous bittle to Hashem, and it moves at enormous speed. Tafkuf Shana, um, 500 years in every 24 hours, whatever that means. Is it 500 light years? And as it's singing, it's bowing to Hashem, and it has tremendous bittle, and that is what gives it that bittle to Hashem, which comes together with its bowing and and fast movement and singing. It's all one package. That is what gives it the ability to send down its, its flow into nature. Okay, so all of that, boom, cut, stop, unplug. And then, in the meantime, unplug, we then take over, we now conquer, we, we, we make major inroads into a big step in conquering Eretz Yisrael. Because remember, the whole world depends on us conquering Eretz Yisrael and making the entire world into Eretz Yisrael. All of history was standing and waiting. All of past, present, future, all the nations of the world unbeknownst to them at that moment were cheering us on if they could you know if we'll look back in history and and in Yemais Mashiach if we can be shown a video of all of the points in history and how the entire the entire world will be standing there watching this video of what brought us to this point where the entire world has Geula you will see that when it comes to the point in the video where we are entering Eretz Yisrael and we're fighting that war and and it looks like we might lose and then Yeshua stops all of nature, so to speak, or stops the influence to, the nature, to nature and we're winning the war, you'll see everybody screaming, go, 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 go. 
on the video, watching the video, because they will realize that that was a major point in history. So they will be screaming, go, 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 don't, don't stop, go, do it. It was a major point in history. And maybe, as a result of that, we would never again be as vulnerable to becoming enslaved to the limitations of nature as we were then. Because the fact is, we never were slaves ever again. So I guess it worked. Mission accomplished. Okay. So now let's go to then. We have three Gimel Thomases to speak to. So then we understand that the essence of Gimel Thomas, among all other things, it has many, it wears many hats and it accomplishes many things and it has many identities and etc. But one of the main things about Gimel Thomas, we can conclude from this, is that the nature of nature is changed on Gimel Thomas. Upgraded, not changed for the worse, changed for the better, upgraded. Good. So that's every Gimel Thomas every year. We happen to be on Gimel Thomas right today. That's good news if we want the nature of nature to be changed, to be upgraded. Okay, so now let's fast forward to 1927, Tafresh Pei the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, was imprisoned, is imprisoned. There's a sentence of the opposite of life by, from the KGB. And on Gimel Thomas, they changed that sentence to three years in Kostroma, in exile, and then after 10 days, he's actually told that he's free for, in, in a very miraculous way. Makes no logical sense according to the laws of nature. Of course not. Of course it doesn't make sense. It does make sense when you realize that Gimel Thomas is the day when there's an upgrade in the laws of nature. So what was, what, so it's the same thing. What was the nature that needed to be upgraded at that time? Well, we could say that nature as it was was set up that it was perfectly normal to victimize and oppress Yidden, Jewish people. Perfectly normal. That's the way they always did it. The KGB wasn't accused of doing something outrageous. Everybody did it. The Romans did it. The Greeks did it. The Persians did it. The, you know, the Philistines did it. Everybody. They just always did this. Nature, the way it was set up throughout history, was that they went after us, God forbid, Rahman Islam. They felt that we were fair game. Ace of hate, Yankov. Normal. Part of nature. It's okay, Ace of hate, Yankov. It's the way it is. Part of nature. That nature needed to be unplugged. When the plug would be plugged back in, a new nature. Asaph no longer needs to, must, by definition, hate Yaakov. We don't have to be victimized anymore. We can move on. We can move forward. That one can be, that old reality, reality can be changed. Was it? So the Friedrich Rebbe said, when he was redeemed on Yudhei Tammuz, which that redemption, the Rebbe says, began on Gimel Tammuz, he said, I'm not the only one who was redeemed. Everybody was redeemed and is redeemed every single year on this day. 
this day, which really begins with Gimel Thomas, everybody was and is redeemed. Everything is redeemed. Those who love Tyra, those who love mitzvahs, those who don't even know anything about it, they're just called by the name Jew. All Yidin are redeemed. Every single Yid Beis Thomas, as a result, as starting with Gimel Thomas, something changed. What could be that redemption? Maybe we got used to the idea that if you're a Jew, you're oppressed, you're a victim. No, 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 no. That one, we, let's unplug that one. Done, 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 done. Move on, move up. And definitely it was still very difficult after that. In Russia, it was impossible. And the Holocaust was, I mean, all these things were unspeakable. And yet, simultaneously, what happened after that, the, the Friedrich Rebbe went to Poland, spent some time there, and then came to America, where it was a different thing. It was a different situation. It was like that new energy with the new plug plugged in where we do not necessarily have to be victims. America was not built on the principle of anti-Semitism is um, a fact of life that we must have in the American Constitution. No. Okay, there were pockets over the years, but America was not built on, the other countries were kind of built on, um, we need to oppress the Jews. They built their culture on it, very proudly. They weren't uncomfortable saying it. America was not built on that. America was built on freedom and liberty for all, etc. Okay, took some growing pains, but it's a new reality. The plug was unplugged on the old fact. Fact. You build a civilization, you have to oppress the Jews. Fact. In America, you don't have to anymore. And if the Jewish people stand into their full power, then how much more so? It's a new nature. And then, but we still got used, we still were used to the old nature. No, they hate us, they hate us, we hate that they hate us. But then, let's take our most recent, 30 years ago, Gimel Thomas. Then, we're saying, Gimel Thomas, the plug is pulled on the laws of nature, and then when it's plugged in again, it's a higher level of nature. New possibilities. Maybe we could say, so what is it that we, that happened then? Certainly, you know, let's just say the whole dispute about Gimel Thomas is the Rebbe is here, he's not here, he's, you know, he's, you see him, you don't see him. Definitely, definitely the whole dispute is about if you see if you see with, must you see something with your eyes or someone with your eyes for them to be there? The Maishra of the generation, is he here running the world? Only if you see him with your physical eyes, etc. And what is nature at this point? I mean, since that Gimel Tammuz, Life changed for the whole world. Before Gimel Thomas, most people were not saying, if you want to have a lot of money, you have to visualize every day. Um, you know, if you want to have a, a certain thing, you have to visualize it every single day. Like someone said, every single day I visualize myself holding in my hand the key to the new 
my new school building that we didn't have the money to buy. And I would, and I would, vis- I would feel it in my hand every day. Here's the key to the building that we need to buy for our school that costs, you know, a lot of money. Nobody did that. I mean, nobody. Most people didn't do that 60, 70 years ago. Became normal 30 years ago, and, 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 and on and on. A new nature. You want it? It probably exists. How would you know to want it if it doesn't exist? You taste it so much. You have something you want. You can taste it. You can almost taste it. Maybe you can almost taste it because it really is there, but it's not there into your visible eyes. And your job is to make it from invisible to visible. So the whole way that we work with nature since the, our, our current Gimel Thomas is totally different. We became comfortable with there are realities and there are good realities there available to us that we need to get used to picturing even if we don't see it with our physical eyes. Because let's just say that on our current Gimel Thomas, Humris became Gashmis, Gashmis became more, more Edel Gashmis, meaning um, the absolute, like, substance, substance, things that you can see with your eyes and touch with your hands, took on a new identity. Things can be there that you don't necessarily see with your eyes, but they can really be there. This was kind of the reality for Tzadikim, probably all through the generation. But regular people didn't have access to this. I visualized it and I created and all. It's not bubble mice. It's not crazy. It's just that there are, there are things exist that aren't always visible. And we did not have the tools to do anything with that until Gimotamos, And then you can very much see that the plug was pulled on nature and when it was plugged in again, it is an upgraded nature. It is a totally different nature. So our question to ourselves, and of course there are so many other aspects to Gimbal Thomas, which we'll leave for others to speak about. But our question to ourselves is, so if this is what Gimbal Thomas is, the nature of nature is being upgraded, what about my nature? Is it being upgraded? Do I want it to be upgraded? What would I want to do to enable my nature on and through Gimel Tamos to be maximally upgraded so that I can fulfill my mission in filling the world with incredible light, the light of Mashiach, the light of Hashem, and making this whole world into the world that began on that Gimel Thomas, with that war, when we were conquering Eretz Yisrael. Through that original Gimel Thomas, culminating with making the whole world into Eretz Yisrael. The whole world from a depraved place, Eretz Canaan was a very depraved place, and we transformed it into Eretz Yisrael, a very holy place. And our job is to take a very depraved world, which we happen to be right now in the middle of a very depraved, very corrupt, very, very immoral, very creepy, sorry to say that word, world. 
and our job is to make the entire world into Eretz Yisrael. Well, that's what Gimel Tammuz came along to do through Yehoshua. And every Gimel Tammuz has the same potential. So let's bench each other that on this very special day of Gimel Tammuz with all its other identities and questions and everything else, that we understand that we have the ability to upgrade not our, only our nature, but all with the with 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 the Upgrades are happening in the laws of nature as we speak to enable us to finish the final mission of turning the entire world into Eritisrael, into a holy place, to usher in the complete redemption, the Gula Mitzvah to find ourselves in the third base of Mevish on this day of Gimel Tammuz. And may we find ourselves there immediately now. Thank you.